This is Dr. Kara Shepard, and you're listening to Goat Talk with the Goat Doc. here hi we're still alive barely that's a little bit of hyperbole yeah um i was just looking back at the last time we did tales from the farm was like pretty much exactly two months ago and what happened boy the poop hath really hit the fan in the last two months. Um, yeah. Uh, it's hard to know where to start. <clears throat> We've Devin has actually said a couple times in the last couple of weeks, oh, we should record a podcast. I don't know what prompted you to say that, but now we're doing it, and it's hard to say... Um, what, like, which, how do we even start talking about the last two months? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I can start saying that I really haven't noticed too much of a change in what my April is normally like. Because I'm a farmer and a goat farmer and it's kidding season and I can't leave the farm anyway most of the time. Um, so, but now the world's falling apart and everybody's getting this virus and it's the plague and give me another, yeah, it's giving me another reason not to leave the farm. So it's great. So now I really don't leave the farm and I have my family that are brave enough to go get stuff for me. So I'm like, yeah, I'm kidding goats. I can't leave anywhere. Yeah. Uh, bring me stuff. So works out, but now I have my biggest season happening right now. And this whole thing has happened with the COVID-19 and all the restaurants close. And now I don't have any place for all this cheese to go. And I know I'm not the only one. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, I recorded another episode about like, like what this has, how this has affected my professional life. So, I'm, oh, cool. like, so I don't need to talk about that too much right okay. now. This is more about like what, how, what kind of impact this has had on the farm and like agriculture and things like that. Yeah. I mean, um, I and, like us personally, I guess, because yeah, oh God. I, I don't want to talk about me. Well, I will talk about <laughs> me for sure. Like I'm just looking at the calendar and like, it was this, it was like March 17th that, um, I think the, the stuff really started to happen cause I was at Capricorn 
And uh, I was at my one of my big herd checks, my month big goat herd monthly check, and uh, they we were talking about it, and we we're like, "Wow, this is weird." And then I don't, I, I I was okay for a little bit, and then I was bad, like I was in a bad place mentally for like a bunch of weeks, like at least two to three weeks. And I've only recently, the last couple weeks, kind of come out of that. Yeah. Like, pretty, like, angry and resentful and stressed out and frustrated and just, like, so, it's so frustrating. Yeah. Um. And, like, as far as the farm goes, like, Devin was saying, this is, like, we have planned to move over here and be, like, cranking this year. Yeah, it was going to be the biggest season. Ever. Ever. Because we had the space and the the facility and building it out to be bigger and more efficient and be able to make more stuff. And then from, like, the middle of March on, we watched all our clients shut down. So and literally the week before this all happened, I had all my clients like, "How's it going? You're gonna have feta and chev. You're gonna have products ready, and yeah, when is it gonna be ready?" And yeah, I'm like, sh- "Oh, it should be, should be April. Should be right on track when you guys are gonna be right on track." Yeah, awesome. It was Sounds literally great. like they were texting Devin's like, "Oh, this chef texted me. That chef texted me. Everybody wants one cheese already." Like, sweet. This is awesome. This is great. Like, last time I had forty goats and milk, it was mayhem in Acton. It was. I never wanted to do it again. Too many goats. Too many goats. Not too enough many, space. Not enough space. Takes uh, too long to milk. I had the product sold. I had the product sold from 60 goats. That, yeah. And I just couldn't, can't just go run out and buy goats. It's not how I do things. So. Right. Um. So <clears throat> then, like, by the middle of March, we had, what, maybe like 10 does in milk? Yeah, that looks about right. 10, 12 does in milk. And then at the end of March, we had another, like, 12 or 15 fresh in. So then we're – and now we're up to 35. Yeah, we're at 35 does in milk, and there's – 80-something kids. 86 kids. Um, And, like, everything has been delayed. Everything – like, this was going to be hard anyway. Like, everything takes longer than you think, and – But then, like, all these things with this virus, other things have been delayed. Like, we're finally, our our dairy inspection is finally scheduled for Friday because we had to get doors. And when I looked at the doors, the guy was like, oh, it'll take two weeks for the doors to come. And seriously, once again, it was, like, the week before all this stuff happened. We're like, oh, this is all lining up great. Yeah. And nope. And so now we've had to wait a month for the doors. Yeah. And the doors are here and they're <coughs> installed. And now the next two days are going to be like clean up and spiff up and do finishing <clears throat> touches and get ready for inspection on Friday. 
and then should be good to go. Keep in mind, that's not the pipeline system. It's just like the system as it is with my bucket milkers and the cheese facility and pasteurizer, water temp. But water. that's what's important for yeah. getting, being able to sell product. Yeah. Like basically three weeks later than we would have hoped. Yeah. And then also, like, you know, so, and there goes our business model because all of our clients are closed. Yeah, it was really, I try not to think of it at all because it really, I worked really hard to get the client base I had and, it, well, you know, it, man. I mean, the other thing too is like our, our clients who like have... <clears throat> been with us and we've been with them for years now it's like i feel like they're good people very and, good people and like they care a lot about what they do and they do a good job and some of them are just like just like how we have poured our freaking heart and soul and blood and sweat and tears into the, our business into the farm they do the same thing with their restaurant and it's just it's just like it's snatched away from you like and that I think that's the like the at the center of why I was so angry and terrible to be around for like two or three weeks and stressed out out stressed out about it. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, we Kara jumped on that opportunity that we had, like what we were going to do now, we just have to reinvent our Mm -hmm. model of how we're going to move this product. Cause you can't just tell the goats to stop. Well, I guess I could, Yeah, you know, I could have just fed all of milk to the babies and dried them off. The thing is that is like, and I guess we're being a smaller farm. We're at somewhat of an advantage like, and this is why, and like, you ha- we have to keep milking the goats right now, <clears throat> even though you're only like making illegal cheese that is yeah. like f- for giving away to family and friends. Yeah. And for like our own personal consumption. And like, milk um, has to go somewhere. Feeding a lot of milk. Like, you're feeding a batch and a half of cheese a week to the kids right oh, now, at easily. Least. Two batches a week. Oh, yeah. Like, no, 10 gallons a day at least. 15. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to know. I don't Um, even want to know. So, like, (laughs) the kids are usually on replacer, completely on replacer, and they're not. No. Because we have too much milk. Like, what what are we going to do with all this milk? But the thing is, the thing is, like, people have to eat. And the other thing that has stressed me out about this whole situation is, Watching, like, our agricultural systems, like, not be able to maneuver and quickly adapt to a new situation where you have dairy farmers dumping thousands of gallons of milk while people are going to the grocery store and being rationed how much milk they can buy. Yeah. Um, Because our systems are too 
unwieldy to be able to maneuver. So like us being a small dairy, we have that room to pivot quickly and say, okay, well, we're not going to be selling all this cheese to restaurants, but people still need to eat cheese and milk. So we've never historically sold liquid milk and we're looking at selling liquid milk. Yeah. And, uh, getting our food, our cheese out through different, like we're looking at doing home delivery. Like we're pretty, pretty solid on going forward with that in the next couple of weeks. And, um, doing a couple of different like online farm ordering things and working with our friends who run the restaurants and are doing like have done. They're like, okay, we're going to do curbside or takeout or whatever. Um, just like trying to figure out how we can all adapt and problem solve and get through this. Hopefully, with, you know, I, people, there's all these like, they're like cliche phrases at this point now. It's like the new normal and like, yeah. like it's not, it's never, the world is never going to be the same. Yeah. Um, you know, I just don't, I, we don't, nobody knows what's going to happen. On like we, I think about like what I know about infectious diseases and herd health and herd immunity and like, I don't know. We just, we don't have enough information to, to know what's going to happen. But I know that milk's going to keep flowing. So yep. You know, where I'm ready to discount the product. You know, I'm ready to make little to nothing this season just so people keep fed and not riot. Because I don't want people to be really hungry because angry people are hungry people. So I don't really want anything like that to happen. So, like... Just so when I do what I like doing, and that's milking goats and making cheese. So I want to try to keep doing it as long as I can. But if nobody wants it and nobody needs it anymore and no one's going to buy it then or trade me for it, then that's what you do. You stop doing it, which I hope never happens, but... Well, I mean, like I said, I think it kind of comes down to, like, people got to eat. Yeah, and that's what I meant, is, like, you know, angry people are hungry people, so. Well, we, I think, we, you know, we as a species, like, we need to figure out, like, you know, maybe you don't get that Mexican avocado every single instant of the day when you want it. Yeah. And guess what? You will survive. Just yeah. like maybe you don't get to like go get your hair cut and guess what? You will survive. Yeah. Like, I don't know. 
but I, we haven't stopped. I've been continuing making um, hard cheeses, cheddars that age a long time. And um, like, can I talk about like who's doing what? What do you mean? Here at the farm. Oh, sh- I sure. Yeah, so we're all supposed to be like quarantining and not being around people or whatever, but Maine's the- been on a stay at home <clears throat> order for over a month. Yeah. So but I have so much work to do here when I said forty goats earlier in this talking that I wasn't alone. So, like, there was no plan for me to be running this farm, doing all this work, doing everything by myself. So I needed needed help. So with this whole thing going on, my sister <clears throat> like lost her job. She works in the hospitality industry. And, you know, she, the plan was for her to come work over here and eventually, you know, we were like slowly work our way into making the cheese. Uh, she was part of Mary Brook farm, which we bought this big, huge chunk of land together and we're going to farm it and do stuff with it. And, um, but she's a busy body and she's got to be doing stuff. So, She's helping me make cheese and she's helping me feed the babies and she's here every day when I need her. Just like she was, if she was living on the other side of her land and it's been a lifesaver big time. Mm-hmm. For sure. And right. My brother-in-law this where he's coming around too and helping out and <clears throat> We bought a piece of equipment, bought a skid steer, and it's help, helping by the help of more family, and uh, more families helping so much. It's what I've always wanted. It's really nice to actually have family involved. Yeah. And not be like, I need to pay you <laughs> to... Have you helped me? And yeah, I mean, it's, it's a bigger picture now. And it kind of sucks the way Morgan has had been thrown into this. And But she's willing to help. And now... I almost think that, like, you... <laughs> you're like... I don't know if you're worried she it's going to be too much or whatever. But, like, when I was talking to her this afternoon, I was like, you know what? There's always stuff to do. You don't have to stay home and be bored. Come on over. Like, yeah. So like Morgan and her husband, Riley, like they're mm. like, they're like our virus bubble. Um, yeah. Like I, and I, like I talk, I think I talk about in the other episode where I talked about how this whole thing has affected my like professional life is like, I'm currently like the weakest link in the virus bubble because I can't work from home and I can't, um, not see people where like Devin and Morgan only really see each other right now and Riley and Riley can work from home. And when Riley, like his, his 
work is like having them do shifts. So like fewer people are there and he doesn't really see anybody. So like I'm the, I'm the problem here, but the four of us are kind of like the virus bubble. Yeah. We haven't really seen anybody else. No. Um, the virus bubble is what the, what New Zealand is calling their, their deal. So like, you know, your your dad and you're like your parents live in another house on the other side of the property. But when they all went into a quarantine a month ago, if that was going to be your virus bubble, then that was it. Like you could go see your mom and dad on the other side of the property. You know, if you could walk over there or whatever, right. that's it. <clears throat> um, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much been like the four of us and we're the virus bubble. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of thank God that Morgan has been able to help. Yeah, I don't know how uh, we're like we're feeding a lot of milk to the kids where we normally wouldn't be, but we're still making cheese. Like it, there's a lot of milk when there's thirty five goats in milk. Mm-hmm. These are not skimpy producers. I've been breeding goats for a long time to have primo milkers, so there is a lot of milk. I don't care if some gets spilled on the ground. Like, there's a lot of milk. So, if I kept every drop, oh, boy, I'd be wanting a bigger pasteurizer, babe. So, like, I mean, I'm... I hope this glass milk, goat milk thing takes off, and I don't even need to worry about whey and this pasteurize it low temp and put it right back into the chiller and bottle it all up. It'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, days are back to being wicked long. We're at like peak, like we're past our, we only have five does left, like five straggler does left to kid. And because the peak, we're past the peak. And this is like, this is like peak insanity when you've yeah. got this many kids that you need to bottle feed and like it's still insane here because we're still building stuff. Yeah. We still have one row of kid pens to build and like and then we need to get the ground ready outside to put the greenhouse back up so that we can have that for kids in the summer and pigs in the winter. And what else was I thinking about? Um, you know what I was thinking about though is, um, I know you, you don't like, you want the kids to have a different, especially the older kids that are weaning to have a, a different housing setup, but they're all doing really well up there. Like we have not had any, like the only issues we've had are like little getting heads stuck in the thing. Yeah. Well, we always have that getting their heads stuck through the. Goat panels. The panels, yeah, because they're stupid. Um, and like a couple little like disbudding site abscesses. Which, which is probably from for, getting their head stuck yep, or putting their head yep. through the thing. And um like no scours, no like random weirdness. All the kids like they're all gigantic. They're all looking really good. Yeah. So they still need to be goats. Yeah, and they will. It's fine. It's not like they can go anywhere. We have like 250 acres of land, okay? But it is wet and cold, miserable spring. 
Yeah, and it's like, been pr- pretty crappy. Like, since we moved over here, it's been cold, miserable, and wet. There's so much water here to begin with, and let alone having inches of rain every single month mm. is just making it, like, a swamp everywhere. Mm-hmm. It sucks. So, and the soil's really clay, and the, where it's not clay, it's, like, super rich, deep topsoil, like what you get pull out in a bag you know it's insane so like you really need to we need to do some work out there to get the land dried up yeah so that's like the current the the current current next push after the dairy is yeah built i've been building the dairy and i'm making lots of progress daily to get the pipeline system set up Mm mm-hmm and I went to Vermont last week to buy a mini truck and a bunch of dairy pipeline stuff in this killer 12-goat headlock stanchion. Um, but a lot of milk pipeline, stainless steel pipeline, so that I can just start setting this up. And Yeah, I mean, the last couple of days you've done quite a lot. Yeah, it's the thing where I feel confident enough and really starting to set things up after months of contemplating this thing and finally just had enough of contemplating and trying to get a hold of the original owner. And that was kind of a challenge, And but I did. He was still in the area, and he's a master electrician and a master of all these crazy things. He's an awesome guy. And he was like, yeah, I'll come out and help you set that up. Well, not really set it up. Just like, I have all the pieces. Put the puzzle back together, Andy. Mm -hmm. So he helped me really understand. And I, Kara and I were like right at the brink of getting it anyway. We're just like, what does this last pipe do? What does this third pipe go? What is going on here? And like... Andy was telling me about all this. I'm like, yes, I know. I know all this stuff already. Yes, I figured this all out. Where does this third pipe go? And he's like, it goes here. And I'm like, oh, my God. This all makes sense now. I missed this whole thing because I was sleeping. (laughs) So, um, yeah, you worked an overnight or something. So, yeah, since then, I'm like, well, I need more material because the space is bigger, more pipe. So I had to find it and found some and Andy had drawings and now I understand. And then, uh, well, and my, my, my milk cans are overflowing. So when my milk cans overflow, I get pissed because it's gross. And if you're getting milk up through your vacuum hose, uh, there's just a lot of sanitizing and milk all over the place. And I don't mind spilling a little, but this is a lot. And it's like I have eight goats left and I'm overflowing the pails. So my girls make a lot of milk. So it's, I want the pipeline up so I don't have to carry 75 pounds, two 75 pound cans over to the bulk tank and then pick them up into the bulk tank. So like I really want, the it's pipe's gonna, set up gonna, now. It's getting there. So, yeah, that's the fire that's underneath me, is having to carry those buckets. Or And it's not far. Like, in Acton, I had to put them in a cart. 
Yeah. In like Wheelam, 50 feet to the back. Oh, of the, it was more than 50 feet. It was insane. It was like 30 yards. And then I would have to like lump Go down, them down the stairs. The, yep. the, the yeah. basement. And, uh, so it's uh, better. It's better. But like I said, I never wanted to do 40 goats again unless I had what I'm trying to build. So like I'll get it done and then I won't have to build it again. Mm-hmm. That's and the, then it's that's be the done. other thing is that we have to remember that all these things that we had to like fit in doing this year is like we don't have to do it again. Yeah, that's the biggest thing that yeah, irks this- that keeps me going is that I don't have to do this again. Yeah, so- we talk, like building out all the kid pens <clears throat> on the second floor of the barn. Like we don't have to do that next year. No, nope. we talked about like. Take, we can the kid pens are like their goat panels on two by fours and then divided with more goat panels so we can take the panels out we can store stuff in there in the winter and then we just have to like color code the panels or label them somehow so we know which one goes where and then it's all ready to go next spring yeah no more cutting and welding and building and being like oh no more kids are coming right now we have to build more pens. Yeah, that's happened a lot. Is where we're like, explosion of goat kids mm-hmm. will happen. And we're like, oh my God, what are we going to do with all these goat kids? Oh, well, some of them are coming in the house right now because mm-hmm. we have no place. And some of them are going to be out in the barn for like four hours yeah. with their mom, which we normally never no. do. And we're like, well, but they they've to- been really, the does have been really, really so, good. Yeah. I, like, I, I love it when they just clean them all off for us and we don't have to do any work. I and- think it's because there's no walls. Like in the old barn, there was a bunch of really big stalls. Mm. There was walls and dividers. There was like a horse barn, but we pulled out the dividers in some of the stalls. So and like, like had the doors open all the time. And yeah, so there were all. It was all like goats can have their clicks and hide in certain mm. areas and stalls. But now it's a huge, wide open space with hay mangers. So there's really. No place to hide. You know what I noticed, too, is, like, they definitely, like, switch it up as far as, like, like they have their friends that they sleep with, but they sleep in different areas. I've been noticing that because we have cameras, and I always look at nighttime to see what's going on out there. Oh, once all this, like, more critical stuff is done, we have to, remember we talked about building them, like, sleeping platforms, too? Yes, I know. We have to do that. Yeah. That'll be cute. So, yeah, the... (laughs) There's lots of other priorities besides building sleeping platforms for the does. So there'd been really the there's been lots of of the other mother goats that have birthed relatively. Maybe even some of them a lot later. They just really they have baby rabies. Really been helping out a lot with the babies and cleaning them up and taking care of them. That's yes, which is nice. Makes our job easier. Yeah. They're pretty funny though, when like there's like triplets and the poor like mom doe, the other, there's like two does come over and they each steal a baby and the mom like the actual mom is like, What? Yeah. What's happening? Yeah, she's got mitten she has like no babies. They're f- and then they like the the stealing ones, the stealers, like headbutt the other does away. Yeah, they're hilarious. They're pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I was thinking 
as I was walking through there this evening feeling feeding hay that they all look pretty good. Yeah, there was skin issues, but we solved them. Mm-hmm. And they're starting to really look good now. And we just need to get them out of the barn. Yeah. They do not want to go. Uh, tonight they were out a little oh, bit. Oh, were they? But they need to go out and <clears throat> it's wet. It, it's opposite of what Acton was. Acton was dry and gravelly and really well drained. It could rain for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and then have a few days without rain and the grass turns yellow. So, you know, it was the sandy gravel pit where here it's the opposite. It's, it's the opposite. So they're really not. And the other thing too, is just like the lack of maintenance on the oh, land for way, the last 30 oh ish years. Like, yeah, at least. it's um, been really the current project. I don't, I don't think we said this yet. The current project is trying to get a piece of equipment to dig out the like drainage ditches and things like that. So we can put all this water where we want it to be and then get the animals out on the land. Yeah. And it's basically the waters is spilling out over the pastures. Yeah. From uncontrolled on, from one direction there, the water is coming off of the ledge from one direction and spilling. Cause we're at the direction. top of like, we're at the head of the Royal river. Yes. Um, so all it's, and Devin and I walked down across the land a few weeks ago and the, the old like ditches across the field to kind of direct the water and help keep the hay fields dry. They're just full of grass. They're literally being choked full of plant material. Yeah. Like f- they're, you know, f- three or four feet deep and full of plant material. Cause they haven't been dredged out. So we need to get a piece of equipment to do that. And like, we're, we're like most of the stuff is coming together. Once we get, can get this piece of equipment, hopefully pretty yeah. quick, like things will, I know we're like, oh, I we feel like we're right us. on the, the verge of getting more something. things happening. Yeah. Like the dairy should be licensed pretty quick. And should have the pipeline up pretty quick. Yeah, and then we start working on the outside stuff. Yeah. Get a digger. Yeah. We got a skid steer. Hmm. I think it's... Never had a tractor the whole time I've been farming. Mm-hmm. Always been borrowing Mighty Mouse, and which is, was my buddy, my neighbor's smaller Kubota tractor that was just amazing. Um to having a really nice brand new skid steer and probably a really pretty decent digger. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you own lots of land and you have lots of animals and you're trying to be efficient and let them have a good life, you need pieces of equipment Mm -hmm. or lots of backs. And I don't have lots of backs. Mm -mm. So. Yeah. Yeah. So but much more has happened, but I mean, we're at 35 minutes. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we can, well, we'll have to do another update cause all kinds of stuff's happening. The barn's getting sighted as we speak. It's going to look really sharp. We'll share pictures. Um, grass is starting to get green. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Except the weather guy said it was going to snow. Just, yeah. Well, yeah. Mm. We'll see if that happens. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, I'm kind of at my threshold for talking right now, though. Mm-hmm. And next time we record one of these, hopefully we have a digger and our dairy license and goats in the field. Mm-hmm. Well, the last few months, like, we did lose animals and I, we lost some loved goats and we lost one of our cats we had for a really long time. Yeah. I just thought, I hate to end on a sad note, but I thought, like, we should talk about We should it. talk about them. And we were really close to being to the end of kidding season, and we had one of our older does. Not too old, but older doe have a torn uterus that Kara tried to fix, and it was not very fixable. And we had to put her down, which sucked. And then one of my really old girls had to go because she was falling apart, but she gave me triplet dose, so. Yeah, I mean, she did pretty well through that pregnancy. I was really surprised that she did what she did for me. We knew that this was kind of going to be near the end for her. Right. It's a sexy Sadie. Her teeth were just. Rest in peace. We had to put her down, too. Gone. Yeah. And there she's the first two goats to be buried here at the new farm where my flowers will be grown. Um and then Smoot. Mm. My cat. Ah, <sighs> yeah. People drive too fast. Yeah. Even with not a lot of people on the road. Oh, I think people drive faster because yeah, there's so not a lot of people on the road. Not a lot of road. people on the road. 14-year-old cat doesn't understand when you're going light speed. So, I mean, I knew it was coming, this road. I knew the risk I was taking moving to this road. I, did, I You know, I knew. Man, are we super paranoid about it with the dogs, though? Yeah, now that that's happened and now that the weather's warming up, people have their really fancy, fast crotch rockets and Harleys, and it's just like they're on, like, rocket ships. It's insane. So, but yeah, it's been tough with the losses of those animals and everything that's going on in the building and milking all these goats and trying to live. Keep it together. Yeah. Yeah. God bless my family. (laughs) Yep. Stepping up. But that was like the idea, right? Right. Like we were going to not do this. We were not going to get bigger. The farm was going to get smaller. Yeah. I was ready to throw in the towel. And then they wanted to be involved. So here we are. Mm, Here you go. (laughs) And the freaking virus has, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of sped that up, which I kind of like, but it's also made it really challenging. It's kind of screwed up a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. So. 
I don't know when we record, I don't, <laughs> I think recording in two weeks is optimistic, but maybe in a month we will report in that everything is going fabulously <laughs> as far as like, well, there's a whole bunch of stuff we didn't talk about. We'll like, probably have those things going like the product stuff, the store. Oh, well, the, I, that's a whole nother thing. See, yeah. see, we have all kinds of tricks up our sleeves. Well, it's not actually like a trick happening yet. So I know it's on the list. Yep. All right. I'm getting tired. Kara looks like she's falling asleep. Well, we're on the couch. That's what I do when I'm on the couch. Just fall asleep. Mm-hmm. All right. There's the, there's the update for now. Okay. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye.